Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, PRT Paranormal Roundtable. I'm Josh Turner, also known as Wolf, and with me is my co-host, Tony, also known as Mushu. Yep, yep, yep. I'm here, too. Yep. And uh, we have a, a guest that's going to be sitting in on, on the show tonight, and he's going to be talking about some stuff with us. His name is Michael Moran. Yep. I mean, you've probably heard us mention him many times before on the yep. show. He's a good friend of ours, and he runs a group called the Cryptid Squad. Squid. <laughs> it's Cryptid Squad now. And uh, say hello, Michael. Hey, hello. How are y'all? And so we're going to be talking about some stuff today. First thing I want to do is prtpodcast.com, prtpodcast.com. That's our website. We have artwork. We have uh, pretty much anything you want on there to to buy is like uh, shirts, hoodies, uh, mugs, and um, all of our previous episodes, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to buy, and those are the only things you want to buy are those four items. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. What about stickers? You can get stickers too, but, you know, that's it. That's it. Anyways, that's all we got for now. I know, I know, Vic um, from Dogman Encounters, a good friend of mine. He was telling me that to get in this other deal and expand the store, but I was like, well, let's see how we do with this first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might not be able to sell this stuff, you know? People are like, I don't want this crap. No, nah, it's good, dude. It's good stuff, man. It helps support the show, and you get something out of it. So uh, go out there and spend your money on our our crap <laughs> and help us out. Uh, that being said, uh, doswolfman88 at gmail.com, doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Send us your crazy stories, and me and Tony will will harass and pester you uh, until you tell us the truth. Tell us what we want to know. Who does number two work for? That's what we want to know. Uh, Michael, so, okay, so you're on the show today, and I don't know if you, uh, like, you're, where do you live, Mike? Tell everybody where you live. Fort Worth, Texas. Cowtown. Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, folks, is a really cool town. If you ever want to go tra- take a trip somewhere and check something out, go to Fort Worth. San Antonio is nice, too, but Fort Worth is cool. They have the uh, stockyards, and they have a rodeo that goes year-round, and it goes on the weekends, and uh, I believe it's Friday and Saturday. So that's pretty cool. And then they have a cattle run where they do, in the middle of the street, they bring all these uh, steers, humongous uh, longhorn steers. They bring them out and uh, run them through the streets. I say humongous. Steers aren't usually humongous, but these are. These are big. And they'll walk through the streets. And while you're sitting there a few feet away eating their their relatives, they will poop in the street in front of you. That's the big attraction. It's a circle of life. It's a circle of life. <laughs> and Tony, actually, we have a picture of Tony a few years ago. He's sitting on a steer. Remember, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, you took a picture sitting on it. So, anyways, it's really cool. I've been there several times with Anthony and Tony. And uh, Anthony's in the studio too. You want to say hello, Anthony? No, no. His mic's okay. off. He's not. He's rolling. just gonna sit there and scowl and be angry. Oh, he's grabbing his noodle. Hurry up! Hurry uh-oh, up! Uh oh! Uh oh! Here he goes. Bring in the paddle, Corporal Punishment. Okay, guys. So, uh, Michael, you, you you wanted to talk about some stuff today, okay? And it was kind of interesting. We we kicked it back and forth about what we were going to talk about. So we're going to talk about some of your experiences you've had, a few paranormal experiences, right? You also do a lot of research into Bigfoot, and you go out into the field and look for these things, um, Bigfoot slash Dogman, and you have some other interests, too. One of them is, uh, what is it, Mike? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I just have an interest in cryptids, period. Um, the whole purpose of, um, I wanted to get a logo with like every cryptid on there, uh, including the Hodag, which is you know, like a 
Paul Bunyan ox. But uh, I just have a big, wide variety of uh, many cryptids that I just like to listen to and wide variety of, you know, uh, just listening to a lot of the stories I find very fascinating and just so much out there, you know, all the way from the rake monster to so much to learn. There's so much just to... You've done a lot of studying on this because me and you've talked extensively. I mean, you're a good friend of mine. I, I think you're a friend. I have a lot of friends from the show that I've gotten to know pretty well. Uh, you and my buddy John Bankhead, probably two people from Texas I talk to the most that that that, that are not um, directly on the show. I, I have a lot. I talk to you guys, and a lot of times you guys will know what I'm, th- I'm going to throw out there, what episode I'm going to throw out there before anybody else. Um, that being said, Mike, you have a good you have a good group, the Cryptid Squad. Uh, what Tony was referring to earlier when he said squared was <laughs> yeah, I don't know if was, you've ever mentioned this was Mike Mike when he first started that group he says hey I'm going to start a group and I want you to be a, be the a, the ad one of the admins I said okay sure you know and uh, he misspelled it <laughs> yeah, you quickly asked me to help you him with that so I joined as an admin and uh, I let him know I was like hey Mike like the the, the name's all messed up. And he went back and he actually capitalized it, not realizing the squad was misspelled. It. And so and we then it like, was like another month we had to yeah, wait. Had, so apparently they have like a 30 day thing where you have to wait 30 days before uh-huh. you change your name. Which and is folks, hilarious. it's a group on Facebook. Okay. So if you want to, I just had somebody the other day on, that said that of all the groups that have been spawned by me, that that one was their favorite. Well, that one I can't take credit for. That's actually Mike's group. And uh, so, yeah, that, that that that's that, that story. Well, you you help out a lot, and that that means a lot. I mean, you're you're always out there introducing us to new groups, and that's amazing. Well, the 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 whole point behind the groups, folks, is that we network and we can reach more people. And my main group is Paranormal Roundtable, which is directly related to the show. And then Tony's group. It's Paranormal Encounters. Paranormal Encounters. Which is in direct competition with Paranormal Lounge. <laughs> Paranormal Lounge is Nelly's group. And her and Tony are, are trying to see who can get the most members. But Tony, but th- th- in the end, we're all working together. And I, I want you guys to have, you know, to, to grow just like my groups. I want them all to be big. And we are uh, about 3,000 members now uh, for, for Paranormal Roundtable, which I could not have imagined that being getting that big when we first started it. And, uh, Michael, you are over 1,000 now. Uh, you recently went over 1,000 in your group. Well, I owe it all to you, man. Thanks. Well, um, you, 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 like I tell everybody, you're the one that's, that's kind of behind it all, and, and people really like your group. Uh, Lori Shivers is the other one I admin for. It's Cryptids and Paranormal Reality. And then uh, Phil Stern and uh, Dale Carter over at uh, Dogman Werewolf Discussion. That's another one that I really like. So, yeah, th- there, there's a there's a couple other Dogman groups that we like. And so th- if you guys want to join some groups that are that are really interesting, Paranormal Encounters, Paranormal Lounge, Paranormal Roundtable, uh, Cryptids uh, and Paranormal Reality, and then, of course, Cryptid Squad, which is Michael's group. And you do a lot of good work on there. You put a lot of stuff out. And you're very active in the cryptid community, but your interests aren't just with with uh, with cryptids. You also had some paranormal things happen to you in your life, so we were going to touch on those. But uh, you wanted to talk about spiders. Uh, yes, I, yes, I do. Um, I actually would like to talk about something that 
took place not only in 1890s and also 1938 about an expedition that took place. I would call it eight-legged freaks. Just joking. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, basically, what I can tell you is in Congo, they say that there are these giant spiders that have four-foot long legs and I believe four-foot wide. The gentleman that went on this um, expedition in 1938, his name, I believe, is Arkin Lloyd, and him and his wife pretty much were on their little adventure driving, and they're going down this long road, you know, because there's a lot of game out there, wildlife, <clears throat> and they happen to just run across this giant spider, and... He wanted to pull out his camera, and as he saw it, before he wanted to pull out his camera, he was looking at it and his wife, and they couldn't figure out what it was. At first, they thought it was like a monkey or an animal, and then as he looked closer, he realized that it was a spider. So went to grab his camera, and apparently it took off. Mike, can you speak up a little bit? Yeah, sorry about that. Um what it was is that him and his wife were on this road and they were going down, you know, like their little journey and expedition. And they happened to see this spider, but they didn't know it was a spider. So what it looked like to them was like a wild animal. It basically looked like a monkey. And as he started looking at it, he noticed that it had like, you know, eight legs and all that. So he wanted to take this picture, and as he wanted to take this picture, pretty much what ended up happening was it pretty much took off. So go figure on that. Um, but the way he described it, it was, like, pretty hairy, and it was, like, covered with fur, kind of like a dog, just, like, really, really furry. And so apparently what the uh, story is that this is called – Jabai Fafi, which of course translates to giant forest spiders, which is big spiders. And there's a tribe of pygmies that pretty much that they will see these things and they'll try and kill it because this isn't good. And I was checking out now, also the, in 1890. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, 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 I've been trying to interrupt, but I wanted to add to that. That was in Cameroon where the pygmies. The pygmies, I know what you're talking about. In Cameroon, where the pygmies, uh, they kill these spiders because they think that they're evil. The, the story where, where the people drove, were driving, was that in the Congo or was that in Cameroon too? I believe that was in Congo. Yeah, because I know in the Congolese area, um, I know there's been stories out of the Belgian Congo for a long time of, of giant spiders. I know that when I was, I was in Africa at one time, a um, long time ago, I was shown a black and white photo of of, of a spider that supposed this was in West Africa in, in the West, and it was supposedly this was real, and there were three men around it, and it was it looked almost like one of those orb uh, weaver spiders. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, 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 it looked kind of like that, but it was like three men uh, that were around it and it was in a web and it was probably the size of like a medium sized dog. 
And it was all sprayed out, like yeah, it was. It looked like it was alive, uh-huh. and, they, and they were standing around the web. And they say that this thing, they said that these things, they they gave it some kind of weird name, but they said that they eat birds and that they eat animals like cats and dogs and and rats and you know just any rodents that'll show up. That they, they eat mammals. I mean, they're 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 just horrible looking. It's a nightmare looking creature. I wouldn't want to be. Standing that close to it. Yeah. I mean, no way. And then when I was in Central America at an, on an, at another time, there was, there was, it's, I mean, it's like, it's okay. The legends of stories that I got were for like for, for spiders that would actually, the, the stories, okay. These are just stories that they were, they were strong enough to kill people and like wrap them up. It's hard to fathom that. I, I really don't know what, what, I, what to believe about it, but I do have some stories about that. But go ahead, Mike. Well, I do see some truth to that because looking back hundreds of million years ago, there was a giant prehistoric spiders that pretty much was roaming the earth. Um, there was like four to five different kinds. Um, one of them basically was around like 1.8 meters. I mean, you're talking about, to a person, you're talking about like possibly like eight, uh, I guess it's a long It's almost, two, yeah, six foot almost, yeah. not quite. Compared to, to a human, typical human being, you know, which is like what, six foot, something like that. So um, basically, you know, and, and this goes back, you had a, a, another one that was 300 billion years ago that lived around the time of the uh, Jurassic era, you know, and that was called a uh, Cryptomus martis. And uh, of course, you had another one that was Tricon terabyta, and he was around 300 million years ago, and these were giant spiders. So, you know, one of the possibilities that there still could be a tribe you know, or I would say tribe, a nest of these things, you know, somewhere. Um, Jabal Fofi was seen around the 1890s. They saw all these webs. It was like a big group of men. And they pretty much like saw all these webs in a tree. And they said they were like the size of a man, pretty much. And these large spiders, pretty much, are cannibalistic, you know. And most spiders are cannibalistic, you know. What you were just talking about with the spiders, they're kind of very similar, possibly to like the Goliath bird eater, you know. Yeah, spiders will eat each other too. I mean, yeah, for sure. Is, is that what you mean by cannibalistic? That they'll eat each other, or do you mean that they'll eat people? Yes. Because if they're man eaters, yeah, they'll eat anything. A spider will eat anything that's within. I've seen a spider eat a lizard. They just, when I was a little kid, I literally witnessed a spider killing and eating. I don't know what kind of spider it was. I remember what it looked like. I don't remember seeing one like that since, but I saw a spider jump on a lizard and kill it. And I was just, just in shock. And I think as a kid, and that may have triggered my, uh, arachnophobia. I'm not, I'm not big on spiders. I'm hesitant to talk about them even because it's just so creepy and just so gross. But, uh, one of the things that I, I know that I believe that they exist because I have seen giant webs in different places where I've been. I've been in a couple different places, like when I was in, you know, Central America and Africa, and I'm not going to get into why I was there, but these, these webs that they had, 
that I had seen, I didn't see these gigantic spiders. The biggest spider I saw could probably span a dinner plate. Very big. But they these lived on the ground, and they made like these giant web, little web kingdoms all over the ground, which was just gross because you're walking, and underneath this webbing canopy that they would make on the ground, they, you could see them crawling around underneath it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had some that were gray and some that were brown. I know the grayish brown ones were supposedly the most deadly. I couldn't find any species that matched those, the ones I saw. Now, while what I was doing down there, I wasn't walking around with a camera, I can tell you that. So I didn't have uh, any way to video or take pictures of these things. I could have killed it. <laughs> but the best thing to do would just be to stay away from them because supposedly those weird gray-looking ones, they live in little communities which is weird too. There'll be like three or four uh, of them in, in one little area and they each have their own little like compartment that they, that they, that's their area. Probably brothers and sisters or whatever that just kind of like spread out and stayed in their same little community. I know that in Australia, there are a lot of deadly spiders, a lot of different um, species. The most notable is this, this, the Sydney funnel web that kills people pretty, pretty, uh, it's pretty bad. And, and there's several species of funnel web, and I know that those spiders they tend to um, get into people's houses, and they'll kill your pets. They kill people um, until they created an anti venom for these these things. They were were it was pr pretty common for people to be getting killed by them. Um, I don't know exactly what year they got the anti venom for that for the Sydney funnel web, but I know that the, that the death death rate went down because of it. So now you get bit, you can just go into the hospital and get get treated or whatever, kind of like we have for the Black Widow here in, in the United States. For my listeners from overseas in Australia, and we have quite a few, you know what I'm talking about. You have some of the deadliest spiders on, on earth. I know one of the, the very uh, brazen, big, nasty, brazen spiders they have is the Huntsman, but it is not a deadly spider like the, the funnel web. Oh, the antidote or the anti-venom was uh, created in 1981. 1981, okay. And I know the death toll, so Tony looked that up. The death toll went down because of that, but it, it was a definitely a killer. The males are smaller, uh, but they're faster and more aggressive. And the females, I believe, um, are bigger. Um, and I think the males are more venomous too, and, which is the opposite with most spiders. I know here in Texas we have a type of spider, and I know, Mike, you know about it. It's the brown recluse. And it is oh, yeah. a little turkey. It'll it'll rot your flesh. It's necrotic. The bite is a necrotoxin that will rot your flesh. If not treated, it will just keep going, and it'll just rot through you. It'll it'll knock your. You can lose an arm or a leg if you get bit by it. There are other places on your body that I could imagine that you would not want to get bit by. But I've heard of people getting bit in the private areas, and it, that just could just got to be a nightmare. I couldn't even imagine. That that literally, I, I my friend's brother, it happened. Uh, luckily, it was just on the inside of his groin, and it wasn't. It was just uh, not, you know, on his jewels. But it, close enough. Uh, yeah, it was close enough. But I mean, just the fact that it was there, you know. When I was a kid, I got stung by a scorpion that that got into my into my bed, and, it, and it, we were remodeling our house, and it, and it got me in 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 the groin area. It was pretty bad, and it stung me three times. But uh, a lot of times the brown recluse will bite and you won't even know it. Uh, my wife used to collect black widows. Not while she lived with me because that will never happen. 
But before she lived with me, she used to do that. And uh, I know that she got one of them got loose, which inevitably happens. And it bit her. And it bit her like three times on the leg and turned her leg black, part of her leg or whatever. And my buddy Squid used to have two tarantulas. And him and his his ex-wife, they went uh, out of town for a day or something. They come back. And they're both missing. One of them had gotten out and it had eaten the other one. It crawled into the other one's side and ate it and then took off and it was crawling around the, the apartment. So that, so that was disturbing. But uh, spiders, I don't like spiders. It's not something that I'm into. Mike, you're, you're into studying these creatures. Do you collect them, Mike? No, I don't. But um, I just find the story fascinating. I always just run across different stories and eyewitnesses accounts and I like to kind of look into more detail and just kind of learn a little bit more, you know, what I can just to get a little more knowledgeable, something like that. I wanted to share something with you real quick. They said their eggs that they lay are the size of peanuts. That's pretty big. Wow. And these are the, these are the the big ones from the Congolese? Yes, the Congo, uh, man. Okay, I've not been to the Congo, so I can't really comment on that. I know that we have a, a mutual friend that lives in South Africa, and maybe you can talk to her and ask her about these giant spiders, because it, it is a subject that is disturbing to me, but it's also fascinating. And one of the things I was going to say about these spiders too. Um, if you have anything else to add to that, Mike, uh, let me know before I before I move forward. Real quick, the oxygen levels were different back then, a million years ago. So pretty much everything was a lot more uh, able to survive and be bigger back then compared to now. Uh, three hundred billion years ago, basically a million years ago. You catch where I'm going with this. So back then, uh, a spider of that size or an insect, or Titanotoboa could actually exist back then. Titanotoboa is a whole different subject. The sp- it's a snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah Titanoboa, yeah. That is a giant snake. And, a and, titan boa, basically. Yeah, a titanic boa. What, what, you're, what you're referring to, the oxygen levels, that, that is the reason why people say that these spiders can't get big like they do now. But, Mike, as a fellow cryptid researcher... You and I and Tony, all of us know that people see things and it doesn't matter what they say exists or doesn't exist. People see it. Yeah, it, wouldn't, all, it wouldn't be para, or it wouldn't be the paranormal if you could explain it. Yeah, if it was just science. normal. Uh-huh. We all have seen weird stuff. <laughs> so uh, that's why we do this. I mean, you know, and, and so there is a fossil record of these things too, of these giant uh, arachnids. Um, they, I've even seen a, an arachnid that was a, a mixture of a spider and a scorpion, almost like when they were, they was the intermediate species with them splitting apart when they, when they became something different, you know, adaptation, evolution, whatever you want to call it. They were, there was one, it was like an in-between species. It was a spider basically with a stinger. It just was so, because what happened was the arachnids came out of the ocean and they were basically yeah. like water scorpions, and they were the scorpions are the oldest. They that's and then they spawned the spiders. Um, spiders came from them basically, 
uh, not the other way around, which is just, I don't, just, they're, they're really gross and creepy. And I've seen spiders fight scorpions and I've seen them just fight praying mantises. There's all these videos used to be on YouTube and stuff. And, you know, they don't, they don't really have them so much anymore. There was a Japanese one that we used to watch. Remember, Tony? Oh, yeah. Bug battles. Bug battles. And they would get after it. I mean, you have Monster and, Wars now, but bug, bug, bug battles was a totally different thing. Yeah. It was basically like UFC for bugs. Yeah. <laughs> and you <laughs> you had like a, a centipede. There was like a giant centipede. Now, a giant centipede once tried to attack my brother when he was working out by the lake. And uh, he took a picture of it. I don't know if he still got it, but that thing was about eight inches long. I had never seen one that big out there by the lake. But there's lemurs living out there too. So who knows? Somebody might have had it. A lot of very wealthy people live out there. They might have had one and been like released it. And then it ended up just, uh, but that thing was a monster. But according to the fossil records, we, we know that there were centipedes that were literally bigger than people. The centipedes that were like six to eight feet long. And they were they were two foot wide. I mean, these were monsters. They could literally eat people if they, if they were around. So the oxygen levels being what they were, yes, animals could grow bigger because there were more trees. There, everything was everything. There was a giant forest all over the earth. So, yeah, the the oxygen levels were stronger. But so I believe there's like pockets around the earth that you know, well, well, basically, where there's little areas where paranormal stuff just happens and. It's unexplainable, but it's just something that naturally happens in the area. And, you know, maybe uh, stuff could exist there that it can't really anywhere else. And that's why they don't roam out from those areas. Yeah. uh, Some people have theorized, too, that you could, like, find more of these giant, not not just because they're forests and there's jungles or whatever, but because the oxygen would be more prevalent because it's right there. So they would be able to absorb more oxygen and grow to a greater size. I'm sorry, I yawn, folks. In the Congo and, and then in areas uh, in the uh, the rainforests in Central and South America, the areas where there's just tons and tons of, uh, of forest area. Your thoughts on that, Mike? I definitely agree on that. Um, that is so true. I want to say one last thing. Uh, Lloyd, uh, Arkin Lloyd, he wanted to tell – some people, but he didn't want to be ridiculed. Apparently, that's what they said. A lot of people back then wouldn't have believed them. That's why, I mean, even if he would have had that photo, I don't know if that would have made the difference. But I wanted to throw that in there, too, that he did want to say something, but apparently he didn't. And there is a really good video that I posted out on African cryptids and the gentleman was even saying that he wanted to say something, but he didn't want to be ridiculed. But there you go. But yeah. So you posted it on the African cryptid uh, uh, group because that's an that's a group, or or did you post it on the African? Yeah, there was a little video on that where they did an interview with a gentleman, and I found it just very fascinating. I, I liked it. Well, when this airs, you're going to have to repost that the, the video on Cryptid Squad and Paranormal Roundtable so we can have people uh, take a look at it. I know that there's a YouTube video. I just watched it uh, about that not too long ago. Uh, one of the listeners um, sent it to me. He's another person that knows a lot about these uh, creatures, and um, he sent a, a video to me to, to show me. So Rick Parker... That's the guy that sent it to me. 
uh, he had said something about these uh, giant spiders, and then he sent me the video of the Jabba Fofi, uh, the Congo giant forest spiders. William J. Gibbons, I guess, is who was on there. And so shout out to Rick. Thank you for sending me that. And uh, Mike for doing the, the research on these creatures. Mike, what else can you tell us about giant spiders? Well, I wouldn't want to get stung by one. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, what I can tell you is if these lived a million years ago, there's no doubt in my mind that they are out there right now. And like he said, they are in Cameroon and they are in Congo. And I can just tell you that they are massive. They can even be five foot wide. You really believe that there is a spider out there that's five foot long, five foot wide? You know, I'm going to tell you something that my dad told me one time. He said, Mike, he said, there's always a possibility that with a great white shark, there are 15 footers. It's just evolution that there's always going to be something out there that's a lot more bigger. And you look at it, of course, when you see there's a shark out there on Shark Week, it's 30 foot. You look at an anaconda, they're a certain size, and there's always going to be one species, and it's it's just evolution. And do I believe it? Yes, I do. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> believe in spiders. I choose to not believe that they exist. Yeah, you guys have been saying that this entire time. I'm still trying to figure out what creature you're talking about. What is it, a spidar? Well, I, I've heard of these uh spiders and I don't believe them. And that is for my own sanity. I choose to not believe in their existence after seeing one and killing one. And I only know that this happens because someone tells me they've seen me do it. Um, I immediately block it out of my mind. So I don't have nightmares about them. And that's how I cope with it. You know, something though, I think you're heightened. You have like a heightened sense with them or connection because you, you manage to spot them before anyone else do. Yeah, Cause I hate them. <laughs> I literally have a spider sense. I think you hate him because you are part of you is part spider. Oh, thank you for saying that's creepy. And you're like you, you just hate the cell, the part of you that is like that. Wow, that is a weird thing to say. Yeah, part spider. So I'm like Spider Man. No, discount Spider Man. You just feel like you know. <laughs> you just tell when they're near you. <laughs> so I can't climb buildings. I can't spin a web, but I just feel when they're around me. Yeah. Wow. Hey, it's not such a bad power to have. It's kind of like on Saturday Night Live when they had uh, Christopher Walken, and he had the power to uh, read the people's minds, or he could see the future. That's what it was. But it was always something mundane, and he would grab them, and he'd be like, oh. And then th they're like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, you're going to get an ice cream headache real bad later. And that's all it was. And they're like, gee, thanks. You know, like. <laughs> so that's kind of like my power. I'm just able to do that. Yeah, that's yeah, basically. What do you think, Mike? Uh are you afraid of spiders, or do you like them? <laughs> I've seen the wolf spiders, and they're they're pretty creepy. They kind of remind me of the ones on uh, The Hobbit, where they're in the woods. And Ooh, oh, okay, yeah. yes, Shelob. Shelob or Shelob, whatever, yes. And she had a stinger on her, too. Oof. Which, you know, at the time, when I first saw that, I thought, that's silly, you know. But then, after I did some research, I learned that there were spiders back in the in the fossil record that had Stingers. They found them encased in amber. That's what I was talking about, an intermediate species between spider and scorpion. And I saw one of these things. I think it was like Discover Magazine or something. It was very just grotesque, creepy-looking thing. I might get into a story if you guys don't mind. Is that okay, Mike? 
Sure. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see y'all later. Get lost. Anyway, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so here's a story I got from somebody. This guy said he lived in Ecuador, and his grandfather on his his grandfather had like a little uh, ranch, and he he used to go there in the summertime, and he said that him and this was from a listener, him and his little sister were outside playing, and they were throwing a tennis ball against the wall, and they said that there was like one of those carports. That was not attached to the house. Like that they had the house, and then, you know, like maybe 20 feet away was the carport or whatever. So it was like out there. And they said they didn't like going onto the carport because it was full of spiders. That not only did it have uh spiders, but then they would have these giant roaches in there that would roam around in there, these like water bug looking roaches. And that was probably why the spiders were there because the roaches were, there were so many of them to eat. So the spiders were feasting in there. And I guess when they were throwing this tennis ball, it awoke something that they saw moving along the bottom of the, of the, of the, of the um, carport. And that it was, they saw the legs of the right side of the body first come up onto the wall. And it was like, kind of like positioning itself. And they were like, what is that? So at first they thought it was some sort of small mammal, kind of like the the couple that saw the uh, spider go across the road in the Congo. And so they went toward it to like investigate and it was a giant brown tarantula of any of a species they had never seen before. They didn't know what it was, but it was like literally walking along the grass and I guess the vibration or something had brought it up and they found a hole that was sticking out underneath the carport like like uh, on that side of the carport and i guess where this thing had lived and so the brother took like an axe and tried to hit it and it jumped on him jumped on his leg he said that it was probably about a foot and a half long and it had humongous legs and it was really hairy and it it bit down into his pants and his sister took a badminton racket uh, uh, and smacked the bottom, smacked the top of it or whatever to knock it off of his pants. And like it came off and it rolled and they continued to try to hit it with the ax and it turned and it rolled and it went down into the hole. That's why they know that that hole is where it came out of. And uh, so they went and they did what most kids would do. Uh, These were, you know, 10, 11 year old kids. They went inside and they got a flaming uh, something, a spray can, I think, of paint, they said. And they they torched the hole and the spider came out and it spit something at them. Um, He said, he goes, this thing spit at us. And it landed, the spittle or whatever it was, landed on his sister's leg and made red whelps. It turned into like a very bad rash. And they managed to kill it. Their older cousin had come out at that point, and he hit it with an aluminum bat. So they had a tennis racket or a badminton racket, I believe is what they said, and a bat, and they beat it to death, and it squished everywhere. Um, and then when they they said it did, like this egg yolk stuff came out with all these little bubbles, and I saw that supposedly it was a female that was pregnant. And when they went into the carport one day, and they were messing around looking for something in there. Um, because the carport they didn't use for, for vehicles or anything. They just stored stuff in it. They found a whole box that was just all these little ones of that, that bigger one crawled out of the box and they were just all over the carport. And so they just said to heck with that. They never went back in there. And eventually their bolita, their, their, their grandmother 
got fed up with it and they by they got a pest control guy to come and they bombed it and he said that he did not know what species that was he had never seen it before and uh it was they 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 were really nasty and very aggressive whatever they were but uh they they said that this this thing was about a foot and a half and uh they had noticed that there were some um squirrels and other little rodents or whatever that were living or not squirrels. I forgot where they would. I think they said chipmunks or some kind of little rodents that were living in that, in the yard or whatever, that they were gone. Like they, they disappeared. There was a neighbor who had a, like a few cats that they would feed and these stray cats were disappearing along with the little kittens, you know, and the neighbors were like, have you seen these kittens? <laughs> and they're gone. And uh, they think that maybe the spider uh, was killing them, but they weren't for sure. They had no proof. Uh, well, one day, the neighbor, one of the neighbors told them that they found three of these baby uh, kittens, like, wrapped up in webbing at the base of a tree, like one of their trees. And they, they had looked like they had just been sucked dry and that they were almost, like, brittle, like dust. And they had been there for a long time. So it could have been one of these spiders, if not that big one that they killed. And uh, that's a story that I had gotten from these uh, listeners or this listener or whatever. And uh, you do the math. I mean, you know, that guy said that uh, that was his experience with, uh, you know, cryptids, I guess, is this this giant spider. Very scary story. Uh, Not something that I would want to encounter. And uh, if it takes that much to kill it. I mean, you got to go out there and beat it and burn it. Yeah, I don't want to have like a, a giant ET circle beating just to beat and kill <laughs> a spider. Just to kill a spider. I mean, have to like <laughs> flamethrow it like, come on. A homemade flamethrower. What do you think of that, Mike? Just imagine the size that big, like he just said. I mean, just trying to take something down. I mean, that would <laughs> be like a hard work just to take one huge one down. If you could barely take a little one down, uh... I got a real quick story to tell you real quick. Uh, there's this lady. She apparently, uh, she was living out in Godley, Texas. Uh, I worked with her kid one time, and he was telling me a story. <laughs> His mom sprayed one of the tarantulas with the bug spray, and that thing started chasing her. So I can imagine them uh, attacking the kids and stuff. I've heard of that. You know, one time when we were living in Waco as a kid, my dad was going to school there. It was a TSTI. Now it's like TSTC or whatever. When he was having to do something for his engineering degree or whatever. So he was getting some electrical stuff he had to do for, you know, because he was becoming a, an electrician and then later on became an engineer. But uh, one of the things that, that uh, I remember we were living uh, like on the campus or whatever, or these apartments, I guess, were next to the campus. And I remember this vividly, even though I was like three years old. And I remember my sister yelling that there was a spider and me, at that age, I wasn't yet really afraid of them because um, I don't think I was born with that fear. It developed somehow. And this uh, tarantula was just crawling toward me in the yard. And my sister got my dad, and my dad came out and kept telling me to get away from it. But much like my cat, I didn't listen to anything he said. And I just kept trying to go up to it, and I was squatted down trying to poke it. And I remember it jumped at me, and it kind of startled me, and I fell backwards. But then my dad came out with an aluminum bat and began to to – try to smash it from the top of the bat and the thing jumped and it jumped on his leg. Uh, much like this, the, the listener said that it, it jumped on his leg and he couldn't get it off, you know, and I've seen that happen a couple times. There were in Taylor, Texas, my hometown, there are a lot of, of 
tarantulas. They live in people's yards because they like that blackland soil. And so they, at night, and especially in the summertime, if you're walking around in your, in the yard in T- Taylor, and Anthony, you know this, tarantulas everywhere, and they're all over the park too, Murphy Park, and they're everywhere. And like if it rains, they come out, you know, and there's some big ones. There's some really big ones. Different colors. I mean, there's some that are like beige with black legs. They're just so gross and nasty looking. And my sister's uh, ex-boyfriend, he used to catch them with tongs. He would stick them down in the hole and pull them out, and he would catch a bunch of them. And he was a he worked for a pest control company for a while, and he had uh, lots of people requesting that he come and like get rid of these spiders. And then, of course, in your house, you get brown recluses. They're everywhere. And one time, my mom was checking the mail, and one of these uh, brown spiders, I don't know, there was a bunch of them that were all over the, the paneling of the house and all this. They, 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 it wasn't a recluse. It was like a rusty brown color. There were a bunch of them everywhere. And they almost looked like small tarantulas, but they weren't because my sister's ex-boyfriend caught one, and he had it for a while, and it never grew or got bigger than it was and so it wasn't a baby tarantula but they did there were baby tarantulas too but they're just everywhere and uh so texas is full of these things that and snakes they're everywhere too and uh working out by the lake i remember one time when anthony when you were a a young lad you came out to work with me one night and you you caught a tarantula or you were playing with it what were you doing kicking it or something something happened and and there were a bunch of them out there by the lake when they were building this one of the mansions that we were guarding, and uh, it jumped off of the wall, and then Anthony like punted it back into the wall, <laughs> and it just like crunched, um, you know, and it just like they can be aggressive, dude. They'll they'll come at you, dude. They're not like they're not like uh, afraid. Um, well, of- there's two um, categories of spiders. There's old world and new world. I think old world it means that they come from like Europe and like. You know, the old world, basically. Uh, but the old world ones are a lot more aggressive. And, like, they, they have no fear in them, apparently. No charge at anything. So wh- so you're telling me that they come from a different um, a different place? Like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you categorize tarantula, uh, tarantulas, you have, like, people who actually keep them. They categorize them as, as old world and new world. And the older world ones are a lot more aggressive and they're harder to care for. Because of the fact that they'll attack you, like at a, like they're hard to feed because they just keep attacking everything. But the newer one, the new world ones are very like calm. I mean, they're not like you know peaceful or whatever, but they're still a lot easier to take care for, take care of. So the how did they get here? I don't know. I mean, I just know Mayflower. I don't. I have no idea. I just know the the categorization of it. Okay, I did not know that. I did not know that is so weird. Did you know that, Mike? No, I didn't. And I'm curious, what do you think a Goliath bird eater would fall under? What category? Um a demon. <laughs> I, I think that <laughs> totally one. demonic. I don't I don't wanna know. I don't here here's a messed up thing, Mike. I'm gonna tell you and Tony this. One of the things that, that that this guy told me, he said he goes that a couple of days before they saw that spider come out of underneath the carport, they were playing they were they were playing and they had like one of those red kickballs. Um, and it, and it rolled over that, uh, into that hole. They said it wasn't a real big ball, but it rolled into one of those holes because there were a couple holes and he had to like stick his hand in the hole to pull the ball out. And so that thing may have been in that hole that day. 
And, it, you know, just the thought of him having to stick his hand in there to pull it out of that little, what he said looked was almost like a ditch, like it had dug out, you know. So that's that's creepy to think about just a couple of days before he had his hand up in there, you know. Here's another story. I'll tell you another story. This one was from a farmhouse in Mississippi. And this is another spider story that was given to me. And they said that they, their grandparents had built, they had this old farmhouse that they had built in, in Mississippi. And they were playing about 100 yards away on the same property was a newer house. Now, a lot of times people would do this. They would build like one house and they would live in it and then they would make money and get, you know, have a bigger family, whatever. And then they'd build a bigger, nicer house and they'd move to that one. And the old one would just sit there and be like storage or whatever. They they converted into a barn type thing. Well, that's what they did with this old house. They had a bunch of stuff in there, you know, whatever. And the kids would go in there and play. But they were told not to do that. They were told to stay out of there. Uh, because there were a lot of things that were dangerous in there. And I don't think that they were referring to the spiders, but there were a lot of things that were dangerous in that, in that because the house was dilapidated and they weren't supposed to be playing in it and it was old. And so they said that there was like a, a, a bed in there with like a, the metal springs or whatever. And they would jump around on it. And one day they were playing on it and his little brother, one of the springs was sticking out of the mattress because they were jumping up and down on it all the time. And it cut him really bad. And he said that his little brother started crying and, and so the, the, he was the middle brother, the guy that was telling me the story. Him and the older brother had to pick up the little brother uh, and they tried to carry him, but they weren't strong enough to carry him because the kid cut his foot real bad. So he said he couldn't, uh, they couldn't carry him. So they said they had to run back to the house and get an adult, the the, the main house, and they knew they were going to be in trouble. In particular, their uncle who lived with the parents still and worked on the farm, whatever, was kind of strict and didn't was always getting on to him. So they were afraid that the uncle was going to whoop them, you know. And so they told the little brother, I guess, just stay here. And they were going to go back in the house to try to bandage his foot and put his shoe on. And so they, they wouldn't get in trouble. Well, this is what the, the little brother told them happened. When they, got, when they got back, okay, there was a standoff between the little brother and what was about a two-foot spider, according to them. And he said that. Maybe in his child mind, he was about 11 you know, years old or so, and he said his brother, I think, was 12, and the little brother was like seven. And he said that in, maybe it was just in his mind you know, that, that him and his, 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 uh, other, his older brother, which they would call Irish twins or year apart, whatever, that it was just something that maybe he thought was, was that big. Maybe it was just like a mistake. Cause I did ask him, I was like, are you sure it was that big? And he goes, I remember it. It was just, it was huge. He said it could easily have spanned my chest. And he said that the little brother was dangling his foot over the side of the bed and, and holding it, you know, and like it was dripping, it was dripping blood. It gashed him pretty good with the, the metal coils or whatever. And when they came back, this spider, I guess, had come out and was was attracted to the puddle of blood that was pull, pulling on the ground and was literally like drinking the blood that's what the little brother told him and when they came back they the the, the spider like literally did like an about face and started kind of moving back and forth and hissing at them now these things do hiss people are going to think that that's not that's crazy that's not that's that's I was going to say, yeah, 100%. I mean, I've seen plenty of videos. Like, they, they make a very 
It's a they they put their front uh I guess hands yeah. up their their arms or their arms, legs whatever um, they start hissing and like baring their fangs mm-hmm. and it's like a very that's what this thing did and it started to shake and and like like move back and forth and it was going like from left to right left to right and it was like trying to keep them from coming in there to grab the little brother the little brother had kicked at it a couple times to try to get it to and and, and it had jumped up onto the bed a couple times and the brother had knocked it down. It wanted to kill him, and that's what the kid was like. This thing is trying to kill me, uh, and so he knocked it down, shoot it away, whatever. With a and there was an old feather pillow that was coming apart, and he had there were feathers all over the room, and he had knocked it down and tried to you know, and at so at one point they the the one brother got brave and got close enough. He tried to grab the feather pillow. This thing leaped or leapt at him, I should say. And it ended up going and banging into the wall, but it was so big and heavy that it kind of hurt. Like they heard like a crunch when he hit the wall. So then it was like, this thing is like, it hurt and it kind of staggered around and the the brother managed to grab the pillow and throw it on the spider. And then the, the little brother got up and was, he couldn't walk, you know, he was hobbled. And so they, they grabbed him and tried to help him walk away. Well, the thing started to crawl up under the pillow. The older brother got brave. Okay. <laughs> And he turned and he ran and he jumped up and landed right on top of that pillow because this thing was starting to crawl toward them. And, and he jumped on top of it and it crunched and splat and spewed its guts all over the, the ground or the floor. And they said that they they were a bunch, they had chickens all over the place and that they were just roaming around, you know, and they and roosters and whatever else. They had all kinds of birds, whatever. They said that they found what they think was this spider's lair, and it was toward the back, underneath the in the back corner of that, underneath that bed, they found piles of chicken carcasses, chicken bones. Of this thing had drained chickens, and their grand their grandfather was wondering where these roosters were going, and what was going on with them, and he kept having to replace them and thinking that there was a fox or something that was snatching them up. So they eventually, they fessed up. They told the uncle. He got mad. He didn't spank him, but he did tell them that he at one time had witnessed a giant spider in that same area when he was a kid. Like, like they had, that house, they hadn't lived in it since he was a kid. So a few years after they had moved out of that house and went to the one that was 100 yards away, they, that house was, was just sat there vacant, empty. And he said that that's that that he had seen a spider there just a few years after they had moved out of it when he was a teenager, I should say a teenager. And so that spider, who knows, is that the, was that spider just like really old and was just living there or did it have babies? And was that one of the babies that just stuck around? Because that's a very interesting thing, you know, and the uncle, like he said, they were, he was upset with them, but he had told them, don't go playing in there. There's stuff in there that, you know, that could hurt you. And he meant that and several other things like an old metal stove and, you know, and, and the bed that was, you know, it was all kinds of dilapidated stuff that just kind of got left in there. And the, the roosters and stuff would, and the cats and whatever else would just wander in and out of there. <laughs> and, uh, I guess it was just kind of a free for all. And that spider managed to live in there. That's the way I understood it anyway, because the roosters are pretty tough. They can take care of themselves typically. They said that a couple of these roosters, even though they weren't gamecocks, they were they were leghorns or whatever, they were still pretty tough. They had the spurs and they they would they would sometimes they would go at the kids, you know, and I know about that. And uh 
So anyways, this spider was under there just feasting on these uh, roosters and rodents and whatever else went in there and it could kill. And that day it decided it wanted to eat a seven-year-old child. So what do you think of that? Wow. I wonder how many roosters and chickens it was eating. A lot. (laughs) They said it was a pile of bones and this thing was humongous. And so that makes me wonder like how old it was. How big this thing really was. I mean, according to a, uh, you know, when you're when you're a kid, Mike, the size is different. Yeah, Tony, you know that. When you're a kid, I remember thinking, man, this this, you know, I was gonna, I was actually case in point, Mike, up there where you live in Arlington, in in, in, the, in the next to Fort Worth, folks, is like Fort Worth, Arlington, Dallas. It's like one long metropolitan area. They don't. There's no. It's like one city runs into the next, right, Mike? With a bunch of little exactly. satellite communities, yeah, all around there. I've traveled all through there, Irving and all them other places. And uh, I think Garland and the other one is like Plano, whatever. They're all just right there. Well, that's where Mike lives. He lives in Fort Worth. Arlington is right next door to y'all, and that's where the Six Flags is at. I remember being in six at Six Flags, and I was getting off of the Shockwave, which was my favorite roller coaster when I was a kid. Okay, if anybody's ever been there. And I remember me and we were on a field trip and me and some of my buddies from when I was like in middle school, we saw a tarantula crawling, just running real quick, like running across the pavement and like kids would do. Poor thing wasn't hurting anybody. We just ran up there and started harassing it and messing with it, you know. And one of our, my little buddies had a camera, uh, camera. Well, he took a picture of this thing. And I remember thinking, this is the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you know, up to that point, you know, me being like 13 or something. And uh, we eventually like stomped it and kicked it <laughs> and, like it rolled into the water, you know. And uh, but years later, uh, like I was at a like a get together, whatever, with some friends. <clears throat> this was probably about 15 years ago. And I saw pictures of that tarantula. My 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 buddy told me he's like I got the picture, so he showed it to me. It wasn't that big. I mean, it was big. I mean, it was a pretty big, good sized spider. It was eating some bugs, but it wasn't like the giant in my mind that I remember it being like this, you know, this big menacing tarantula. And that me and my friends, you know, we slayed this beast. You know, like <laughs> I think I was twelve. I think I was like twelve years old. I was twelve years old, and my buddy was thirteen. I think my friend Lance was like 13 and my buddy Brad was like, I think he was 12 too. So we, we were all like, so we killed this spider, you know, we were all proud of ourselves. You know, we saved the, 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 the town. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the park, the six flags goers were, were saved because, uh, we destroyed it and, uh, peace was restored. But <laughs> you just look back on it and you're like, that's not as big as I remember. I remember it being like this gigantic spider. So maybe it's one of those things where, this guy, you know, and, and his brother saw the spider, whatever, and this when they killed it, it was this epic adventure battle that took place, you know, and I was reading this and I was thinking, wow, that's pretty crazy. And then how they did it, you know, and whatever. But, you know, I asked him and I said, do you think that this is possible that you just remember it being a lot bigger than it was? And he said, no. He's like, heck no. That thing was huge. He said that when, the, and when it squished, it still kept trying to move like under the pillow after he got up off of it and they, his uncle went in there and it, it moved across the floor still with his guts smushed out and then it was dead. And his uncle took that and what was left of the feathered pillow and they threw it out into the, they burned their trash. Like a lot of rural people did back those days. They, and they still do. 
and they took it and they threw it out onto the, the bonfire pile or whatever. And he says he remembers looking at it and think it was just a squished carcass and it looked even bigger because it had been flattened out. But uh, he said that if he had to, to take a guess, it was about, you know, foot and a half, two foot long, big, you know, wide, which is terrifying. Looked like a face hugger from Alien. <laughs> <laughs> there well, you I, mean, go. I, I assumed it would have to be huge in order to be eating chickens. I mean, yeah, it would have to be. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, no regular tarantula is going to be like, mm, b- little boy blood, I'm going to go after this little boy. <laughs> yeah. Like You would have yeah. to have some confidence and be, yeah. like, yeah. Have you ever thought about this, Mike? Uh, have you ever thought that these things look alien, like you just said about the face hugger? Have you ever thought how they look alien? Like, they don't look like they belong in this world. They just look so alien to me. I think that's one of the things that disturbs me so badly about them is that they look otherworldly. I mean, they are pretty yeah, un- I, unique. They're unique. <laughs> Especially when they're flat. I've seen a wolf spider flat, and they look different. Yeah, and my my wife, one time we were working at one of the job sites, and we saw a humongous wolf spider. I mean, he was big. I mean, it, uh, Mike, I'm not kidding. This thing was it was the biggest one I've ever seen. It was out at one of our job sites in Round Rock, where Tony, you, and Anthony both worked many times. And it was one of the brand new houses that had just been built. And there were people that had gone into that house earlier that day to look at it. So they were walking around looking at, oh, this is a nice house. And it was all clean and ready to go. And I, I go in there and to do the lockup. And there is this humongous wolf spider. And they're not bad. They're actually pretty pretty useful. They'll kill uh, the, the, venom, the more venomous ones. But you don't want them to bite you because it's like getting stung by a bad wasp. But it, it runs out, and it just runs right in, in front of us. And we were just in shock. It ran out in front of us so big. And so my wife, she just, like, jumps up and boom, you know, steps on it. And typically, she won't kill these things. If, But it was, like, right there in front of us, and I think it startled her. So she just went boom. She killed it. And uh, and it was and when, it, when she did, it popped and crunched. Like, it was like, you know, like ice. Like, you throw a piece of ice on the ground. And like it just pieces of it shot everywhere. It was so weird the way it like it was like like it was weird. It was like peanut brittle. I don't want to think about this. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty disturbing, I'm telling you. But uh, that, folks, that's all the time we have for today for this show. Uh, giant spiders, do they exist? Who knows? I mean, I mean I giant spiders exist, but do monster spiders? Do exist? monster spiders exist? I don't know. I've, I saw a picture of one that was in a black and white photo that was supposedly from the 40s. Um, I believe they said it was like 1949 and it was like, it just looked like, uh, a giant orb weaver, you know? And, uh, I spent time in other places, you know, with, with these giant spiders where they supposedly exist and whatever. And so you draw your own conclusion, you make your own, uh, mind up. Mike, I appreciate you coming on and joining us for this episode. And, uh, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you for having me. For whatever web you're sitting in waiting to be devoured. Whatever tree you're hiding from Dogman in. You're a chicken about to be attacked by this giant <laughs> orb weaver or whatever. You wouldn't be listening to my show if you were. But, hey, you know, man, we have animal fans. Banjo's a big fan. You can't well, Banjo's discount. not a chicken. He's a dog. Okay. I don't eat dogs, but I'll eat a chicken. I'm on the spider <laughs> side with that. They t- they're tasty. All right, folks. That's all we have the time for tonight. Uh, and you, you guys be safe from the spiders. <laughs>